Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the home run hitter. Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Wow, new nickname. Did uh, somebody make a double play? <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. I know we, we always record this after softball. Oh. Did you make a double play? We had a great we had a great softball mm-hmm. practice. Um, you know, previously we had been Brian uh, Sunny D and I had mm-hmm. had softball practice immediately before Jordan Jesse go. I mean, we're talking about get in the car, drive to the office, jump you're, in the shower at the office. You're usually still eating orange slices when we're doing this. Exactly. I got my juice box in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we changed the schedule up a little bit. We went ten to noon. Okay. You know what that makes room for, my friend? Uh, a long lunch? Pizza party. Nice. Good. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I, and you know what? It's my team. I was buying. Sure. I buy two large pizzas. Yeah, you got I it. can do that. You got it. You got pizza money. And you know what? Sunny D, Nick White, go ahead. Order a Coke. Hey. Yeah. You know Everybody mean? else, water cups. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Or pay for your own beverages. Softball is fun. I'll tell you, though, um, we had a game. Wait, wait, hold on. Pizza, one cheese, one supreme? One deluxe, one pepperoni. No vegetarians. Okay. One vegan, but she ordered her own little thing. Okay. Because she, we're not going to order a whole she vegan She just ate pizza. a pile of napkins. <laughs> yes. Well, she ate the food equivalent of a pile of napkins. <laughs> sure. Which is to say a pizza and, without cheese on yeah, it. Yeah, an artichoke with marinara sauce. Um... <laughs> Oh, boy, yeah. Bummer, yeah, bummer for vegans at a pizza place. Well, I guess you're used to it, you know? I was kind of disappointed that nobody ordered a beer. Me too, personally. As a non-drinker, right. I can't order a beer for everybody. Well, that was my – that was kind of my concern uh, when when the uh, team member told me that there was no pizza parties. My, my understanding of adult – Sports leagues. Is it their beer centric? Well, yeah. They're they're half about the sport and half just to have a regular drinking night. But maybe, and I was just concerned for the team that maybe they weren't having that facilitated uh, when maybe that was even, you know, the point. But you know what? You can't always look to the manager or the coach Mm -hmm. to provide leadership. Sometimes a veteran player has to stand up and say, listen, guys. We all need to drink more beer. <laughs> chug, chug, <laughs> chug, chug. Uh, huh, interesting. But do you think – now do you think people are like bashful? What do, you, what do you think it is? Do you think they just don't care? Well, we took a survey of how people ended up on the team at mm-hmm. the party, at the pizza party. Yeah. At Fulieros in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess – I thought some of the people on the team had tighter connections to us than they actually did. Mm. I remembered that one girl on the team was a ringer. Okay. I brought her in because someone emailed me and said that she'd played college softball. Uh I said, great. We're going to do whatever it takes. This is just someone somebody knows. We're talking about Holly. We're talking about Holly here. No, this is someone who emailed me from when I said we needed a ringer. Okay. Gotcha. Go said, I know a girl who played college softball. I was like, let's get her in here. Right. She's a really cool lady. I'm really glad she's on the team. She's easily our best player. Okay. So God bless Holly. Mm-hmm. Now, there were a couple of other players on the team that, uh, you know, they're one degree separated. Somebody's friend. Uh, one girl emailed me from Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
And I had completely forgotten she emailed me from Twitter. Okay. I thought she was somebody's friend. Mm-hmm. So everybody's still getting to know each other. Okay. But it was a nice chance to sit down, have a pizza party, enjoy a deluxe, enjoy a pepperoni. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. And have a nice time together. But I thought it might have been a nicer Vegan, time. Vegan, enjoy taking tiny bites of a plastic spoon. I wish that... I wish there was a pitcher of beer involved just because I know that people love to have a pitcher of beer after softball, especially sure. considering our, our team plays in a, uh, in a city park. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if the umpire or the game officials see any alcohol, right. you're out of the league. Sure. So you can't there's, – yeah. there's no oh, alcohol no. I, during games. Oh, yeah. I'm not suggesting you, you smuggle, uh, smuggle beer onto city property. I guess I'm confused as to why you would suggest that I would smuggle beer onto city property? Well, I just think if you're going to get drunk on city property, do it at the post office. Right. <laughs> do it at the post sure. office. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Buy, buy some commemorative stamps. <laughs> I don't know if they some. still have the Simpsons stamps. They see, but you know, you see a Muppet stamp. Yeah, just buy all they greeting have. Greeting cards. Buy stock up on greeting cards. Buy get a Mother's Day. Get a condolence. You never know when you're going to need them. Who doesn't need poster tubes when they're drunk? Sure. Barf into it. Store a poster in there. Whatever you want. Yeah, and if you if you strike out with the ladies, you can fuck it. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, I have a wow. very wide penis. By wow. the way, I have a short, wow. wide penis. Wow, you've got a power dong, Jordan. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, so anyway, I was a little disappointed that nobody was drinking Expensive to mail, beer. though. It's expensive to send through the mail. But you can't, if you're the guy that doesn't drink. Right. You, you can't, can't say. just say. Here it is. Let's get a pitcher of beer. You guys you drink You guys it. drink No, this. no, I understand that. So, yeah, and I think it's, a, it's a, it, it seems like a tr- tricky situation because you are buying the pizza and I think everybody probably appreciates that, but. Well, not as much as I'd like. You know, I'd like an extra pat on the back once in a while. Sure. Big Daddy ordered the pizza. Thanks for the za, <laughs> they say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to how to get the party started. I mean, I I mean, I I don't think I have time to participate in the softball league, but I mean, maybe if you're having a pizza party, I can come by. Right. And you know, just just Wait start drinking. Wait a minute. Hmm. So your plan right. is you're not going to play softball. No. You're just going to show up. Mhm. And drink beer. Yes, that I'm buying. No, no, I'll. I will. I will buy. I don't know if I'm prepared you to buy, buy a, a pitcher? pitcher. You gotta buy a pitcher. Okay, I. You know what? And by the way, we could use a new pitcher. Sunny <laughs> D, <laughs> sure, Sunny D's on the mound. And <laughs> yeah, I'm buying. You know what, Jesse? Pitcher of beer, Oral Hershiser. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, this last week, I was so confident going into last week's game. I yeah. mean, you remember how upbeat I was about last week's practice. Sure. And you were talking some serious shit against the uh, Pasadena Humane, Humane Society. Society. I, claimed, I was going to say Pasadena Civic Auditorium. I had asserted that when we met the Pasadena Hussein, mm. this Humane Society on the field, we would spay slash neuter them. Yeah. Now, here's what happened. It makes sense. They kicked the living shit out of us. Oh, no. It was by far – it wasn't our worst game in terms of quality of play, but it was the worst game in terms terms of – They destroyed us. They had this – here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Here's something that I've learned about softball. Somebody you really have to be careful of Mm -hmm. in a softball game, if he happens to be playing for the other team, Mm -hmm. giant fat guy. Yeah. Just a huge dude. Yep. If there's a huge dude on the other team – like, I'm talking, like, former 49ers center Jesse Sapolu, huge. Like a 350. 
You know what sure. I'm talking about? Like, what if the guy from Pawn Stars gained <laughs> 150 pounds? Yeah. Like, if there's I'm a guessing, guy I'm like seeing that. A, I'm seeing a, a flaming card tattoo yeah, it, somewhere on this guy. Then that dude is so – the reason he is on the softball mm-hmm. team is because softball is his world. Sure. Softball is what he knows. I'm guessing – Softball is where he's king. I'm guessing this guy also buys the pitchers too. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> one for himself, one for the table. There was this huge guy on the Pasadena Humane Society team. I don't know what this guy does at the Humane Society because he was not – he probably, he, he probably, if someone's, you know, mouthing off or, you know, disobeying the rules, he probably sits on them. Look, I don't mean to be— Sits on them and farts. I don't mean to be—I um, don't mean to be go too dark, but I think okay. he may run the gas chamber at the mm, Humane Society. Yeah. He was a seedy character. Sure. And you need someone with, uh, with no empathy to <laughs> yeah. gas the pets. This guy is like a 300-pound, mm-hmm. bald-headed, like a shaved bald-headed dude— but what it is? So you're base. I'm. I'm now seeing this guy as a Mike Tyson's Punch Out character. That is what he was. Okay. That's what he was. Yeah. He was that guy from what's that guy called? Glass Joe. Uh, the bald. Let's see. The bald guys are Bald Bull and I think Soda Popinski are both big bald guys. There you go. Definitely I'm thinking. Bald Bull. I'm thinking Bald Bull. I don't yeah. think I ever made it to Soda Popinski. Yeah. Because you got to know the trick to beat each guy. Sure. And I never oh no, maybe Soda game. Popinski has a handlebar mustache. Definitely Bald Bull though. Oh, King Hippo also bald. King Hippo. Okay. Sure. So um, he, he, this guy, if you get a big fat guy up there, sure. If this is a sport mm-hmm. where you don't have to run. I mean, you can run. Yeah. You can do jog. You have a, a lively jog mm-hmm. or a run if you like. You don't have to be mobile if you're playing first sure. base or right field or catcher. Or There's a number of positions where you don't really have to move around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the ball... You have to. You have no. You don't need any athleticism, really. Mm-hmm. You just need to be able to. Put, you just need power. Yeah, you just need power to be and able hand-eye to coordination. Put the barrel of the ball mm-hmm. on the barrel of the bat onto the ball, and if you weigh three hundred fifty pounds, that's three hundred fifty pounds going into that ball, sending it far, far <laughs> over our left fielders' yeah. heads, just so far. There was a. There was a guy. We got a stats sheet. Before the game, mm-hmm. they have a scorekeeper in this league, apparently, and there's stats kept. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if the fat guy's job was to, like, um, bottle feed all the premature kittens? <laughs> <laughs> like, he just he takes them, he just takes them into the room, there's a little bottle, turns on some motorhead, <laughs> he feeds them, and sometimes you have to rub their little butts so they can poop. <laughs> You have to kind of write, you have to take a little what tissue. Do you do? Uh, I had a I I had a roommate once that um, fostered like you know premature kittens. I remember this. This was the girl who was uh, worked as a like a promotional model and drove a red, red uh, like a. Oh no! This was uh, this was Lauren. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I did have a roommate didn't once. She, didn't she have kittens? Wasn't there kittens involved in the woman who Boy. who drove the Red Bull car? I don't think so. I don't think she had any weird pets. She okay. was definitely the type who would have weird pets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something you have to do is you have to um, get a, um, a tissue, and I, something about the 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 premature kitten, it's not able to poop. So you have to rub its butthole, and then just get the poop out. Wow. So that's what this guy probably did. Yeah. He's a poop rubber. Right. Slash gasser. Slash fucking home run hitter. Jeez. He was, I think it was this guy. I looked at the stats before the game, which was a mistake mm-hmm. because I became very intimidated. They had a guy who threw two games, the first two games of the season, uh, was had seven hits and seven at-bats mm-hmm. 
and 21 total bases, which means for each time that he was coming up, he was averaging a triple. So for every double he hit, so they he were, hit a home they run. So they were taking the stats while the game was happening and happening and rubbing it in your face. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It was a, it was a pretty— But hey— who was having more fun out there? They were, because they were winning oh, okay. by a yeah. lot. And you were, I mean, yeah. they were really having kicking a our great asses. time. Yeah, yeah. It sounds pretty fun. There was this one guy, oh man, there was this one guy on their team. This, like, I say, like, a 45 year old Latino guy. Mm-hmm. He was sort of like a, he was sort of slight. I don't think he was gay, but he was neat enough to be gay. Sort of like the dog whisperer. Mm-hmm. You know how the dog whisperer looks? Like, just very neat. Sure. And this guy was worse at playing softball than anyone on our team. Mm-hmm. Just horrible at it. And we have some very bad players. Mm-hmm. Um but and he was holding the bat. It's hard to run because your sock garters keep slipping. <laughs> he was doing this thing where he bend. You know that kind of batting stance where you bend from the waist and you like bend down and your hands are like up by your face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like a that kind of thing. Sure. So he's doing that, and he can't hit the ball at all. But poor Brian's trying to throw a strike. Brian was having some control problems his first time he faced sure. this guy. This guy's like talking a drunk shit. Oral Hershiser. This guy's talking shit to Sonny D. Nope. And I'm like, hey, this is slow pitch softball. Maybe you shouldn't be milking a walk. <laughs> so how much how much trash talk goes on in softball? Uh, very little. But okay. this guy, people would, are good sports. This usually. guy was very genial too. But I just still did not care for it. Yeah, I was like, eh, you know, talk some shit when you're not when you swing. And hit it. Sure. If you can swing oh, and hit it, oh, that's I get it. a good Oh, he was making fun of Brian for walking him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to be fair, Brian deserved it. No. I mean, throw some strikes, guy. Yeah. He picked put, it up. He, put it he, over the plate. He got him out the next time up. Okay. Brian's, Brian's nodding. He yeah. got his He's revenge. Like <laughs> against the only bad player on their whole team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happens is, on a lot of these teams, it goes boy, girl, boy, girl mm-hmm. in the batting order. The girls, uh, uh, ladies, vary widely by by ability. Mm-hmm. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are are like competent, but not super athletic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are are bad on all teams. A lot of other teams, all the boys hit a home run every time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like just <laughs> fucking rocket ship home run. Jeez, yeah. But you know what? This year we're taking on. Well, this week we're taking on this law firm. Okay. I think we take these assholes. Uh, I well, didn't have you learned something about over over humility? Yeah, right. Hubris. Yeah. Do you think it was hubris that took me down in the last game and not all the home runs? I mean, it was a great, it was a great slogan. You're going to spay and neuter them. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say you're going to have these guys disbarred. These guys are going to get served. They're going to get overruled. Yeah. Um, but you know, why don't why don't you just say, hey, let's all have a great game out there, and then. How about this? Hmm. I'll go out there. I'll go to the other coach and I'll say, can we stipulate that we're going to have a great time? Yeah. So that's lawyer talk. Yeah. Stipulate, too, we're going to have a good time. I'd like to motion that that we all uh, do our best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, no guests this week, in case. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering if there's a guest sitting That we're here just <laughs> rudely waiting. Ignoring. Waiting for us. No, we, we, you know what? Once in a while, mm-hmm. people like to spend some time with us. Sure. Why wouldn't they? Their mistake. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. <laughs> but 
<laughs> you know, if you don't have anybody, mm-hmm. if you're at home alone. Yeah, if you're trapped somewhere but can still reach your iPod to download new podcasts. You already watched this week's Mass for Shut-Ins twice. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it back to front. You could just replay it in your mind. What's Mass for Shut-Ins? Mass for Shut-Ins. It's like a thing that runs on, you know, your cable access channel. Hmm. Uh, it's it's just church on TV. Oh, okay. It's not called Mass for Shut-Ins, though. They no, don't, I don't think so. I think, I think they may cruel. refer to it as Mass, mass for Shut-Ins in a, a graphic on Dr. Steve Brule. Okay. Yeah. But it's, no, it's really, it's, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's for people who can't get to church. Sure. Because of, you know, agoraphobia or something. Or just they're too old. Can't drive anymore. Sure. Can't make it down to the old church house. Want to get right with God. So close to Judgment Day. Sure. It's coming any day now, oldster. <laughs> God's not going to be impressed at how many Japanese zeros you shot down. <laughs> no, if anything, I'll hold that against you. Yeah, he doesn't like war. Because you killed. Dislikes war. <laughs> oh, yeah. If there's one thing I know about God. We'll be back in just a second now, Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Cameron Esposito and I'm the host of Maximum Fun's new podcast, Wham Bam Pow, a sci-fi movie show and action movies also. Did I forget to say action movies? Every week I'll be joined by Mr. Ricky Carmona. Ms. Rhea Butcher. And we are going to chat about films. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to be hilarious. We're going to play games. We're going to have guests. We're going to give reviews. It's going to blow your mind. If you want to listen to the show, you can find it at MaximumFun.org or you can subscribe on iTunes. Can you believe how many things I just listed? So many things. Wham! (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I figured I should reserve home run hitter until my first home run. You Oh, you haven't actually hit a home run? I might have hit a home run. Brian, well, Brian when you bought those pizzas? I did hit that a home run. That was a home run. I definitely hit a home run in practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not in the game. I hit a couple doubles. I've hit some long doubles. Long double's a good name. Long double is a good name. That's Jesse a good Thorne, point. Long double? Long double. Yeah. Watch out or you'll get the long double. Made some slides. Did some sliding. There you go. What have you been up to, Jordan? Uh, Well, uh, a couple of things. A couple funny things have happened. Oh, great. Maybe I'll share them with you. Perfect. Well, this happens to be our comedy program. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we uh, Something that comes up often on the show is weird celebrity friendship. Uh, yeah. I saw one in action. I saw one in the wild. That When you say weird celebrity friendship, you mean like Don Rickles... And Bob Newhart, Bob exactly. Newhart. Yes. Um, also, you know, we'll put we'll put delightful celebrity marriage in that zone. Sure. Your uh, Felicity Huffman's and William H Macy's. Sure. Devito Perlman. Anything the with classics. Anything where two 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 famous things come together in a way that amuses and delights us. This one. This one was pretty mind blowing. Uh, so I was I was going down a kind of a busy street slowly. And I saw a um, 
what looked to be like a guy with a broken down motorcycle. And I noticed the motorcycle because it was like an old, like vintage, cool looking motorcycle, like, you know, uh, Che Guevara motorcycle. Sure. Uh, and there was one guy just kind of looking at the motorcycle, just like going over it. And he was in motorcycle gear. And then there was another guy who was a very fat guy. And he was on on a phone, also kind of looking over to the motorcycle. Uh, what was he saying? Like, yeah, uh, two wheels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> metal. Yeah. Motorcycle. I don't know. Uh, and then when I got closer, guy inspecting the motorcycle, John Slattery. Guy on the phone, Hurley from Lost. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, best case scenario... <laughs> They have some kind best case best scenario, case scenario. They have a social club of some kind. Well, best case scenario, John Slattery drives a motorcycle around and Hurley from Lost sits in a giant sidecar. <laughs> and they just drive around. On their way to meet up with Cliff from Cheers. <laughs> right, exactly. John Ratzenberger. Mm-hmm. We yeah. Don't want to diminish the the career of John Ratzenberger. He also did those uh Stamps.com commercials. Sure. And uh, voice in every Pixar movie. Yeah, there you go. He's actually really good in the Pixar movies. Oh, he's great. Yeah, I like it when they give him a bigger role. He always does a good job. Yeah. Also because um, uh, John Lasseter produces all those English language Miyazaki movies, he's always in those too. Oh. So. Do you think him and John Lasseter are Hawaiian shirt buddies? Oh, totally. Oh, totally. I bet Lasseter can have... I, because I bet Lasseter's the power player in that relationship. I, I bet he can like have them close off a Tommy Bahama and take them in the back. They're like, this is not out on the sales floor yet. I, I read an article in the San Francisco Chronicle once. This is how little goes on in San Francisco. This was like a front page article in the mm-hmm. Chronicle. Um, that there was about, it was about, it was about uh, John Lasseter's Hawaiian shirt collection. Which is a real thing. Buh? Okay, great. Awesome. And what was amazing about it is that there's such a thing as a Hawaiian shirt collector. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tend to collect um, They tend to collect the original Hawaiian shirts. We're talking about rayon aloha shirts. Mm-hmm. They call them aloha shirts. Okay. F- made in Hawaii in the 1930s through 50s. That's the, that's the sweet spot. Exactly. Okay. Anything after that is just a kitschy knockoff. John Lasseter just has 300 shirts from Tommy Bahama. <laughs> like, that was what was amazing He's not to even me. like – he's he, not even like going to auctions and getting the, you know – No. Yeah. He's rich enough to. Let's be clear. Sure. He could be discerning. This like, oh, this is, this is one that, that Bob Hope wore on the deck of the, you know, SS Liberty when he was entertaining the troops. You know what he was wearing for the portrait? A Hawaiian shirt with San Francisco Giants pennants on it. <laughs> Just something he bought at the Giants dugout store. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that uh, – did you read that article in GQ a few months back about the guy who wrote Friday Night Lights who has the crippling Gucci addiction? Oh, yeah. He wrote the book Friday yeah. Night Lights. Yeah. And that was uh, – uh, because I'm a menswear blogger, mm-hmm. 10,000 people emailed that article to me. But essentially it was this – 
you know, reasonably he was just, he's a successful nonfiction and magazine writer, sure. but not a rich or famous person. I got the impression like just about him that he, you know, Friday Night Lights was this huge thing. There was a movie, there was a TV show, but he's been blocked since that. Like he hasn't really done any work of substance since then. Yeah, I mean, he he's a, you know, he's one of these guys who who lives in the world of the expense account magazine mm-hmm. profile of you know Angelina Jolie, and you can make pretty good money, but not when we were talking hundred thousand dollars a year, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, not million dollars mm-hmm. a year. But yeah, he uh, he obsessively correct, co- collected um, designer leather goods, yeah, and specifically clothing, right. And there was the, and it was so funny because they had these before and after pictures of him. There was like you know him on the red carpet of you know the Friday Night's movie, light, Friday Night Lights movie, and he you know looks like Hollywood screenwriter guy. He's wearing like a you know brown blazer and a, you know plaid shirt or something. And then the next picture is him looking like a kind of fat David Bowie, yeah. like <laughs> like has totally has totally surpassed stylish and gone to like crazy. Crazy elf person, and because I mean, he is a strong writer, and that was one of the mm. things that was amazing about this piece. You know, the yeah. guy is a skilled writer, and so he can he can come he can convey to the reader his sort of borderline sexual obsessive interest in these clothes. Yeah, and it seems like it was kind of it's also the kind of the catalyst that tore his marriage apart. Like yeah. he he got interested in like. You know, swingers clubs around the same time he got interested in leather and, you know, in in addition to spending his family's money that they don't really have on leather, he's also slipping away to sex clubs. So, But the other thing, the thing that's amazing mm-hmm. is then they show this picture of him and he's fat and bald. Totally. I mean, he's not like corpulent. He's not like sickeningly, yeah. but he is. Just a dumpy dad. He's a very dumpy dad and he looks horrible in the clothes. <laughs> I, I mean, he looks like the thing about leather, like if he was, oh, you know, if he's Graydon Carter, Graydon Carter is the uh, editor of Vanity Fair. He owns some restaurants in New York. He's, uh, you know, maybe one step up from this guy, but similarly like a six, very successful media guy. He probably makes a million dollars a year, but not a super rich guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Graydon Carter, I'm sure, spends as much money as this guy does on clothes. He spends it at Anderson and Shepard on, on Savile Row, and he is a middle-aged, fat, bald man. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, he looks – if you – Sure. If a suit from Savile Row looks pretty good on a middle-aged, fat, bald man. But a Gucci leather pants do not. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, this guy, like he – like what he is wearing, I can only imagine would look – you know, remotely normal or good on like an Eastern European gay prostitute, like yeah, who's like, nineteen. Yeah, I mean, you could see like a Tom Cruise type figure looking good in it, or like in terms of middle aged guys. I mean, you're really you're really down to like your Tom Cruises, your David Bowies, <laughs> sure, skinny, uh, 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 Iggy Pop. Right, sure. Like skinny old guys who are also very muscular, and yeah, like those guys could pull this off. They wouldn't look classy, no, but they would look. It wouldn't look super weird. Yeah, yes. Oh, my point. uh, My my reason bringing that up was uh, (laughs) kind of part of it was like Gucci flies him out every year to like you know peruse the latest stuff. 
would it be funny if Tommy Bahama did that for John Lasseter? <laughs> like, flew him out to uh, to the Bahamas. Yes. And, you know, you go into a grass hut, and then you pull a particular tiki. You know what, though? As a menswear blogger, I get, and for folks who don't know, I have a menswear blog, I'll put this on, I get press releases to go to fashion shows. Mm-hmm. And I don't live in New York, so I've never, I've literally never been to a fashion show in my life. Um but there are real big shows for, I mean, you think of them as being, oh, yeah, sure, Louis Vuitton has a show, mm-hmm. Tom Ford has a show, whatever, right? They show their craziest clothes, you know, to try and get some publicity to sell their less crazy clothes. Mm-hmm. But there are brands like that have big shows in New York Fashion Week, uh, Milan Fashion Week, like Nautica. <laughs> like who is it the Nautica show? Who's, sure. who's getting flown out to the Nautica show the to check out the, the world's cab drivers? Like I understand that uh, that like a buyer for Macy's or J.C. Penney, mm-hmm. a mid to low end department store, has to go to the Nautica show. Yeah, but who are the guys that are the VIPs at the Nautica show? <laughs> sure, who are the VIPs? At the Tommy John underwear fashion show. <laughs> the Bjorn Borg brand underwear fashion show. By the way, when did our country's second tier international superstar athletes become the primary branders of men's undergarments? I, Bjorn Borg's just coasting on the name, right? Like that, that is, is that his name it is, is Bjorn, such a Bjorn fun Bjorn name Borg. to say. Yeah. I mean, I've been tempted that... to buy Bjorn Borg underwear because his name is Bjorn Borg and it says it says Bjorn Borg on the yeah. waistband. I didn't know that he made underwear and but I would also like some. Like Tommy John, who's, you know, Tommy John is a uh, What do you think would be better underwear? Bjorn Borg or Borg Collective? <laughs> <laughs> better underwear. Um the the Bjorn Borg underwear <laughs> but, but Borg Collective will make your dick part of the hive mind. That's the slogan. <laughs> I try I, I looked at some Bjorn Borg. I think at some point they may have even offered me some review product. Mm-hmm. And it was... <sighs> I'm trying to think of a way to say this that reflects the fact... <sighs> it's like, imagine a European tourist's fanny pack mm-hmm. with that's made by Lecoq Sportif. Mm-hmm. It's that in underwear form. <laughs> like, just everything is fluorescent pink and green, just stars and stripes. I would say it was really gay. Sure. Except I don't know any gay dudes who are tasteless enough to wear it. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like it's something that a gay dude would wear if he was from a country where they don't have anything, like Bulgaria. <laughs> Like, sure. He's just like, I just need something. A country that eats something. a lot of root vegetables. I just need something to distinguish myself from the heterosexuals. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It is it is brutal. Yeah. But why does Tommy John have his own line of underwear? Like, granted, Hall of Fame pitcher. Okay. But not a not yeah, beloved by anyone. Yeah. You know, like, w- w- did he just really dive into the underwear business? Did he, like, grow up with someone who really knew underwear? Yeah. And when he was done, he's like, you know what? You and me, you and me, Billy, we're going to make your underwear dream come true, and we're going to slap my name all over it. <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where, like, these guys were successful because they exploited the fact that they were a thing. Right. You know, they're not just some guy. Like, even if nobody knows about baseball, like, he can say, oh, I'm a baseball player, so... Clearly, 
the world's baseball fans will latch onto this. I can see why it's appealing to Tommy John because Tommy John, he's mm-hmm. this Hall of Fame pitcher. He pitched for 25 years practically, probably 24, mm-hmm. I'm going to say. And when he meets somebody at a party, he says, Hi, I'm Tommy, Tommy John. And they say, Oh, the surgery guy. Mm-hmm. Because of Tommy John surgery. And he says – Tommy John surgery? That's when you take a ligament from – this is pioneered by legendary sports medicine doctor, Dr. James Andrews. Okay. It's where you take a ligament from one elbow and put it in the other elbow. Okay. Because uh, your elbows have extra ligaments? Uh, no. Basically what happens is um, if, you, if you break – if you tear the ligament mm-hmm. in one arm, it can't grow back. Mm-hmm. So you take it out of the other arm and put it into your pitching arm. Okay. And if you rehab it right, it will actually be stronger than the one that was in there before. Okay. Um, but it takes like a year to rehab. Tommy John was the first one to do this. Um, so it's think the known doc- as- The doctor's bummed he didn't get it named after him? He, doctor, the, the Andrews surgery? Yeah. Yeah, I bet he is. I mean, he's not sweating. That guy's probably so fucking rich. Yeah. People like baseball players and basketball players like fly across the country to his clinic to get an opinion from him and have him do their surgery. So okay. I'm, I'm sure that he gets half a million a surgery and he's not sweating it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think uh, Tommy John's, you know, he's got dreams too. He wants to be somebody. Why not become an underwear man? Sure. The question is who's buying it? Yeah. I wonder. Like the guy at the store, he's like, I don't know, Calvin Klein, jockey, to exist. <laughs> Tommy John. I remember, you know what? I remember when he pitched for the Yankees. I'll the seventies. T- I'll take a pair. Is it is it a luxury? I'd love a, to have that guy covering up my dick. Is this a luxury item, or is this just something you buy at J.C. Penney next to the Calvin Klein briefs? This is something that you buy at Nordstrom's. Okay, well, I'm not. I'm I'm hesitant to say luxury. Okay, but high end. High end. Okay. Well, that's that's probably yeah. That's probably the, the strategy of like people will just buy the thing because it's the high end version of the thing. You're looking forty bucks a pair. Thirty five. Oh, wow. full, okay. full retail. Yeah. Full retail. I'm talking about. Sure. Full. You're not, you're not, this is not for a three-pack. No, absolutely not. This you're not is gonna per get, pair. You're not going to have to pay 40 if you buy it at Marshall's. Okay. You get a, you get a cut rate. Sure. Get a, uh, get a nice hen pitcher while you're there, too. Can like I, a nice tea pitcher can I en- shaped like a hen. Can I endorse, uh, can I endorse an underwear? Please. Moss Man. Okay. Go I on. I recommend Moss Go Man. On. I bought, I bought- M-O-S-S Man? I think it's M-O-S-S. It might be M-O-S. Okay. I, I buy... What, here's what happens. I get it was a, called Swamp Thing underwear, but I get a lot Swamp of, Thing sued. I get a lot of store credit to your various flash sale sites, they're mm-hmm. called, which is like, you know, like uh, clearance, clothing clearance websites where they sales up for a couple of days. Yeah. And I don't really need any more clothes, so I'll buy, you know, your underpants and sure. just whatever I can come up with that somebody might need. And uh, and for this reason, I'll just I got a lot for uh, for my birthday. Uh, God love her. My mom uh, got me some uh, unattractive, ill-fitting shirts from Macy's. Oh. Uh, so I have a nice Macy's gift card that I plan on using for uh, for socks and underwear when the time comes. I recommend Moss Man. Okay, so can you get I, Moss Man at a Macy's? I think you you might be able to get it at Macy's. Mm-hmm. I is it made from swamp moss? It is, yeah. Okay. It's actually it's actually endorsed by Mossman from Masters of the Universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. How does how does Beastman feel about them? <laughs> what about Manowar? Yeah, right. What does Manowar I'd like all, think I'd about like all of Super uh, He Man's Rogues Gallery to weigh in? <laughs> I um I bought what Man happened at arms? is that's I, a good guy. That is, yeah. I used to just go 
I used to just go to the Mar- Ross and the Marshalls or mm-hmm. whatever and just buy whatever boxer brief had some elastic in it. Mm-hmm. And I bought these jockeys and they were horrible. Yeah. Bad underwear is the worst. Sure. And um, and so I thought, I guess they're not all the same. I bought these Mossmans. They're nice. Yeah. Oh, my dick Photosynthesis is so, powers? My dick is so comfortable. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just can cra- it change light to incredible. can it change light to energy? No, it does not have literal. It doesn't not capable of photosynthesis. Hmm. Nor nor can I grow in a dark, moist place. Sure. Well, I guess I can't. I mean, if you're talking about a pussy, yes. If you're talking about a cave, no. <laughs> if you're talking about pussy, a pussy yes. in a cave, maybe. Sure. Is there a bed in there, a blanket or something? Yeah. What are we, spelunk fucking? <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to keep the romance alive somehow. Anyway, I bought a bunch of It'd different It would be pretty underwears. hot to, fu- to fucking those um, helmets with the lights on the top. Yeah, that would be hard. Plus, No, I said I, I think it would be hot. Oh, you think it would be hot as yeah. in sexy hot? Sure. I mean, Not the lights probably hot, like get you'd hot. Get hot. Oh yeah, that would be my concern. No, I think it would be got, like, a big arc lamp up there. Sure. No, yeah. I mean, probably you know the uh, the uh, potential for second degree burns is probably pretty high. Really? Yeah. You're going all the way up to the second degree. I headbutt while I fuck. <laughs> so if I've got this, you know, helmet on, you're a button fucker. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously. Uh, anyway, right. I bought a bunch. Of, I bought a bunch of different. Man. I bought a bunch of different ones, and I really the the clear winner was Mossman. So I went ahead and bought some more Mossmans. Okay, and you know what? I've earned it. Sure. What are you dropping on a Mossman versus a Calvin Klein? I don't really know. It's similar to a Calvin Klein. Okay, but I mean, I'm talking about the nice Calvin Kleins, not just cotton briefs. Okay, I'm talking about a cotton Klein, a Calvin Klein stretch boxer brief. Mm-hmm. Which is what you're looking for. Yeah. Plus, they come in fun colors and patterns if you so choose. I've got some that are just plain navy. Mm-hmm. But I got some with stars on them for when I feel like my dick's a star. <laughs> sure. And my butt. And your butt. Your butt is also a star. My toots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. Sorry. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> you got toots on the mind because my son keeps talking about toots. Oh, yeah? Well, because we have to say, Simon, do you have poops? And he goes, no, just toots. Okay. <laughs> I would like it if he said that very matter-of-factly. No, just toots. I don't think he's capable of mustering that kind of gravitas. Well, if you bug him while he's doing his paperwork. <laughs> you have to make poops? No, just toots. I have to get back to these spreadsheets. Puts back his sleeve garters. Yeah. Adjusts his green visor. Ugh, and goes back to his adding machine. <laughs> Ugh, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, poops. He apologizes. <laughs> He is a very unreliable narrator when it comes to poops or toots. Yeah. And I don't know if he if he's lying or if he just has a hard time telling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he he is in if he was if his toot reliability mm-hmm. was in a genre of fiction, it would be like a classic Russian novel. Sure, exactly. Sure. I mean, that's that's a significant part of at least the Grand Inquisitor portion of the Brothers Karamazov. <laughs> right. Is toots or poops. Toots or poops. Yeah. Those, are all the, those are two of the brothers, right? There's toots and poops. poops. And uh, the Grand Inquisitor's nickname, of course, is Didi. Sure. Oh, God. Yes. How do we get involved in this? We'll be Don't back know. in oh. just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. What have you been up to, Jordan? What have you been up to? What's uh, going on in your world? Here's what I was doing the other day when something funny happened. Okay. Uh, I was in the park having a nice sit down and read. That was pretty good so far. What were you, what were you looking at? Uh, well, I, I've talked about reading this book before. This was a couple weeks ago. This is uh, this is Glenn Weldon's uh, Superman: The Unauthorized Biography. I was going to guess Nintendo Power Magazine. I know. Yeah, I have to. I have to find out how to beat Little Nemo. Sure, cannot beat it. Yeah. Um. So this is a, this is like a book. It like goes over you know all the Superman stuff that there's ever been, and you know it how it's changed, how he's changed with the times, and all that stuff. So how he's pretty boring. Yeah, how he's pretty boring. Oh boy, oh, don't 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 anger Weldon. Is Weldon a big Superman fi- fan? Is that why he chose to write an entire book about it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it would stand to reason. So it's just he'll describe something. He'll say like, uh, you know, in in 1980 they produced a sequel to the beloved Christopher Reeve Superman movie, and then just three pages of Z's as he <laughs> comments on. Uh, no, I think Weldon's uh, Weldon's take is that Superman is kind of a Sisyphus character. Mm-hmm. That his that the fact that he is so virtuous and he cannot possibly save everyone that he wants to, so he is he will always fall short of his goal, and that's what makes him interesting. Oh, yeah, it made me. It made, well, he also has to watch out for Mister Mitsopitalik. Yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently, the spelling of that changed uh, <laughs> over the years, but just two letters switched. <laughs> Anyway, it was just a copy edit problem. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the like Superman things were just like, like a lot of things we associate with Superman were like problems. Like he apparently when he started out, Superman would just he would leap, he would leap tall buildings, like he would not fly. Um, but apparently for when they did like radio serials, the like flying noise sounded cool, so they're like, oh, he flies now. Like it was just some <laughs> weird thing. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm reading this book. Just one day they ran out of green ink, and that's the day they decided to invent red kryptonite. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, so many different colors of kryptonite. So you're in the you're in the park. So I'm in the park having a little read slash cruise. Yeah, right. Exactly. I am masturbating behind the book. Right. I've not read a page of this thing. Sure. <laughs> uh, so this this guy comes up to me. Uh, just just. Uh, a very standard looking dude. I mean, almost as, you know, innocuous as a dude can be. Like a, the kind of guy who could have a hot wife on a CBS sitcom? Not even that. Like, he wasn't even fat. Okay. Like, not in, yeah, not that even, not even that average looking. He was kind of tall. I would say that was his defining characteristic. Okay. Mid 30s, maybe. Was it Sunny D? No, it was not Sunny D. Okay. Um, he's like, oh, what you're reading there? Is that a Superman novel? And uh, I said, oh, no, it's, um, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a history of Superman. It just goes through all the stuff. It's really interesting. This guy's like, ah, they're just trying to sell you the movie. Well, see ya. (laughs) (laughs) Truth bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of here. I like the idea that this guy is going up to people in the park and just slamming them, like whatever they're doing. It's like, oh, hey, Grandma, you watching your uh, watching your grandkids? Yeah, you're going to die someday. All right, see ya. You know who that guy was, right? Hmm. Ralph Nader. Oh. Ralph Nader yeah. goes around the park just pricking people's fucking perceptions of the world. Yeah. Just blowing up the bubbles, the bullshit capitalist bubbles that surround them. Yeah. Oh, you think... You think your marriage is happy? Well, you're just feeding the patriarchy. 
pow, Nader out. <laughs> oh man, it, do you think Nader was like in a latex mask or something? Maybe you just didn't recognize him. Maybe no, it could be. Maybe he's got some work done. <laughs> yeah, he's become dramatically what if, less hunched. What if you were Ralph Nader's plastic surgeon? <laughs> you could not get any referrals. Yeah. You'd be, Ralph Nader would just be like, can we do 40% less goblin? <laughs> if I just looked. <laughs> Ralph, you, you did you? Uh, yes, I got some work done. <laughs> I would I'll like, give you the referral if you want. Mm. Not, I'm not really looking to. I like that like, maybe if Ralph Nader like, just, you know. Gets power mad one day and goes into the plastic surgeon and writes, "Make me indistinguishable from the puppets of me at Burning Man." <laughs> and then he has to get giant hands. <laughs> and he just smashes things. I'm so Nader goes on a rampage. I'm sorry. That... I just got randomly slammed. I'm sorry that your that your dreams got crushed. Yeah, there. I thought I thought this book was a labor of love, right? From a you know from a from a hilarious knowledgeable fan and a skilled cultural historian and but now it's just he's just in the pocket of warner brothers i find i find that he's just part of big cinema and this was all part of some you know viral marketing ramp up can i can i think say what i'm imagining happened when he said that hmm. he did that thing where he lifts one side of his butt up higher went <laughs> yeah give me give me the old toots <laughs> Ah! He hit you with the tooth. Yeah, and then there was a, a, then there was like a smelly outline of him. Like that's all that there was was like a gaseous outline. <laughs> oh, you know who it was? Hmm. It wasn't Ralph Nader. It was Mister Mitsopitalik. Ah! Oh man. Hey kids, playing dodgeball? Yeah, your dad's gay. See ya. <laughs> Not that it'd be bad if your dad was gay, but it might cause him and your mom to get divorced. Yeah, it would be a problem for him and your mom. Sure. If your mom didn't know. Maybe your mom knows. Could be a marriage of convenience. Maybe mom's into it. That's a really good point. Yeah. I was going to say it was for economic reasons, but sure. maybe it's a sexual thing. Yeah. Mom likes being ignored. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Mom likes being quietly jacked off next to <laughs> while she's pretending to sleep. Oh, yeah. That's my thing. Uh, I also saw Fast Six. Wow, that's the sequel to Fast and the Furious Five. It is. So, how does it compare with the original? <laughs> Boy, it's so good. Oh, it was so good. Uh, Tyrese really steals the show in this. I've always been a big fan of Tyrese's acting. I'm right there with you on Tyrese. The only <clears throat> Tyrese movie I've ever seen is Fast and Furious Five. Yeah, but before it, you, you before I saw it, you said, you know, watch out for Tyrese. He's real fun. He's kind of the comic relief in this. He's uh, him and uh, Ludacris have kind of a fun like. Uh, Ludacris is a fun guy. I want to go go around and have fun with Ludacris. Yeah, Ludacris is pretty funny, but he but Tyrese has all the big laugh lines, and yeah. it really works. And it also kind of seems like he's maybe making it up. I mean, I don't I don't know that I believe that Tyrese is a gifted improviser, but it seems like he's His maybe His beautiful skin. Ve- you know what? The man glows. Sure. And that's the probably man. all improvised. He's probably not The man has a physique like a jungle beast. Sure. Jesus, there's muscles on top of his muscles on top of his muscles, but live. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm talking about? Live. Oh, and and I I loved the movie. It's really terrific. They uh they use cars to crash a plane. Um, there's a tank involved. How do you use cars to crash a plane? Oh, Jordan? you shoot it with harpoons from the cars. From the cars, you have harpoon guns. Couldn't you just get a harpoon copter? Uh, well, I mean, just, just these are Fast and Furious movies, not chopper to chopper movies. 
see if you want to see some chopper movie, go to another movie. But you got to have muscle cars, tuning cars. But am I correct or mistaken in thinking Fast and the Furious Six? That's the sequel to Airwolf, right? No, Jesse, that's a that's a TV show from the seventies that was unsuccessful <laughs> that my friend Ian's dad wrote. <laughs> Wait, Ian Waldersdorf's dad wrote yes, Airwolf. Old Airwolf. How is it possible that Ian's dad wrote Airwolf and Gene's parents wrote Hercules, the legendary? I don't know because we have amazing friends. <laughs> we live in a sp- I think I feel like my if friend. They, if anyone ever tells you Los Angeles isn't a fantasy world, just tell them. My friends from the podcast Jordan yeah. Jesse Go, Jordan and Jesse, have two friends. One of them's Ian Waldersdorf. His dad wrote Airwolf. One of them's Gene O'Neill. His dad wrote Hercules, the legendary, <laughs> and <journeys>. also was in Chud. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like Ian is the most talked about person on the podcast who we've never had on the podcast. Has Ian like, never been a guest on the show I don't before. Think so he might be a bad guest. He's a bit of a slow talker. Yeah, he is real funny though. Very funny. Um, if anybody wants to know who Ian is, just watch any commercial in America. <laughs> sure, most commercials. He's yeah. the one that's not the uh, black guy with nerd glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other every guy that's in <laughs> yes. every commercial. Absolutely. Um, and, Jesse, there's a post-credit sequence. There is? There's a post-credit sequence. Does it set up Fast and the Furious number seven? Oh, does it? Can I... Okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about the post-credit sequence... Oh, I guess I should ask you, do you want to hear about the post-credit sequence to Fast and Furious 6, setting up Fast and Furious 7? I already know from a dream I had last night that they introduce a new character played by Martin Lawrence. <laughs> okay, well, this is a different one. You, Yours was probably the DVD-only post-credit sequence, like the one mm. in... Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, where it shows that Deadpool is still alive. Oh, wait, Deadpool is still alive? I know, if you watch the post credit sequence on the DVD, but not in theaters. What's Deadpool, a character from a movie or comic book? Yes, he fights him in Wolverine, played by Ryan Reynolds. Character's backstory has changed significantly. Wait, Wolverine is played by Ryan Reynolds? Uh, No, Deadpool is. I thought Ryan Reynolds was uh, Ringman. He was also Green Lantern, but that's a DC comic, so he can be... Oh, he can cross over worlds. Yeah. Although I guess fucking Captain America was also uh, Human Torch, so there's precedent. Captain America was Human Torch? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. He must be a really good actor. He's a very... I mean, because you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Okay. Spoiler alert. Do you want to know? I do want to know. Okay. What happened? Do you find out? Can I ask for a spoiler? Please. Yeah. Do you find out in Fast and the Furious Six what happened to the bank vaults from Fast and the Furious Five that they used to drag around between their cars and destroy everything? They all got married. <laughs> oh, there's a shot of oh, so there's a shot for. of the two bank vaults uh-huh. on a beach in Rio yep. with pina coladas. Yep. One bank vault turns to the other bank vault and says, "It doesn't get any better than this, does it?" And then the second bank vault says, "Well, it just might. I'm pregnant." I know. It's really touching. Like that, They're I think those have a movies. safe deposit box. <laughs> little safe deposit box filled with keys and grandma's brooch. Uh, I mean, and I think that fits in because the fast movies at their core are about family. That's a really good point about the fast movies. Yeah. It's a sort of ersatz family, like the gang at Cheers. Exactly. Sure. That's why John Ratzenberger is in all of them. <laughs> right. Is the voice of the cars. I don't know about this, Vin Diesel. 
Okay. He also does not call them by their character names, which is strange. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's only on the set one day. He's if not Ratzenberg's learn all the riffing, you know, if Ratzenberg's riffing, yeah. you don't want to say that the character's name is Dominic Toretto. Did you know that John Ratzenberger created the character of Cliff? He was just like an extra in the pilot, right? Or like a featured extra. He, uh, Yeah, he auditioned for Norm. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't get the part, he said, hey, have you guys thought of having like a know-it-all guy? Who's a mailman. There you go. Yeah. I think it's a kind of similar situation with like Creed from The Office. Yeah. He was just kind of a background guy. And, and then they were like, this, is, hilarious this is an insane man. <laughs> hey, let's point Who a camera at him. used to be in the grassroots. <laughs> 60s band, the grassroots. Okay. So what's the spoiler? Okay. What is Martin Lawrence Post-credits. Do? Okay. So I don't know if you know anything about fast chronology. I know that I know that uh, either Too Fast, Too Furious, or Tokyo Drift it happens before the rest of the timeline of the other Fast movies. So Tokyo Drift is timeline-wise the last thing that happens okay. between Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift. We have Fast and Furious, Fast Five, and now Fast Six. Okay. So we go post-credit sequence in Tokyo during yeah. the events of Tokyo Drift. Oh, shit. We see – then this happens in Tokyo Drift, so this is not a big spoiler. The character – we see the, the Tokyo Drift main character crash his car. The Tokyo Drifter. And die. Yes, the famous Tokyo Drifter. Uh, and then we see a figure emerge from the wreckage. Oh, fuck. It's Master P. Jason Statham. <laughs> I swear Statham? to fucking God, it's Statham. He's Holy on his phone shit. and he's like, is this Dominic Toretto? We've got to talk. Boom! And now I don't want to watch any other movie. And now I don't want to fucking see Francis Ha. No. I don't want to. I don't want to see Superman. I just want to see that movie where Vin Diesel fights Jason Statham in a car battle. Can you believe that? Can you fucking believe it? I can't. Mind blown. I can't imagine that. Yeah. I mean, have we talked about? Have we talked about the Rock's neck on this program? <laughs> no. He has a weird triangle neck. Well, he is a triangle. He's made up. The Rock is made up of a, a series of, of triangles. About, there's a lot. There's a lot of speculation on Wikipedia about what his exact ethnic background is. Yeah, he's Trapezoid. a triangle. <laughs> yeah, he's a conical American. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Rock is great in this too. Is he? Oh, yeah. The Rock is pretty good. The Rock is terrific. I agree. I think that when, whenever the fucking Rock brings it every time. When the Rock has anything to do, I mean, I'm basing this, let's be clear, I'm basing this completely on the Reno 911 movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him do professional wrestling. Sure. I don't think I've ever seen him in any other movie. Mm-hmm. But I will say, he's great in the Reno 911 movie. Yeah. Oh, he was in Fast and the Furious 5, the one that yeah. I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much about that. He does some jump punching in that. But I think he needs to relax his neck. Yeah? He needs to do whatever the reverse of exercising your neck is. Do you think it was the second he relaxes uh, his neck, probably some poots. <laughs> probably squeeze out some poots. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Gordon <clears throat> Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweet. Jordan Moore's Boy Detective. Hey, we got something up on the Jumbotron this week. It is a film. 
called Mostly Awake. Mostly Awake is about Max, a young man who's recently homeless and hopelessly in debt, until an eccentric metaphysical mentor... I can only presume that this eccentric metaphysical mentor is played by Morgan Freeman. Let's hope so. Otherwise, what's the point of making this movie? Yeah. Well, if you if you got Elliot Gould, that would be okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. It's going in a different direction. Yeah, but it still works. Yeah. It's you still know, metaphysical. Gould needs to work. Mulaney's pilot didn't get picked up. Okay. <laughs> sure. He uh, gives him some really sweet acid, uh, helping him forego need uh, the need to eat or sleep. Anyway, kickstarted. It was a kickstarted on Kickstarter. They used. Uh, real locations in Bushwick, Brooklyn, uh, all local bands. It's really cool. Um, you can download the movie on the web. Go to mostlyawake.com, mostlyawake.com. Or yeah, if, yeah, if you're you in could, BK, you could uh, see it at the uh, Brooklyn Fireproof on Wednesday, June 5th at 8 p.m. So there you go. Made by fans of Jordan Jesse Go. How bad could it be? It could be bad. Sure, I haven't seen it. I bet it's. I bet it's really good. I think it's probably. It's probably good. good. And I mean, they it, got Elliot Gould. And if they are fans, hopefully there is a reference to chip dips and or dipped ops in it. If there's not, um, throwed rotten fruit. Yeah, go to the spring rotten fruit. Wait for that. Mm-hmm. If that if that doesn't show up, there's going to be q and A Q&A afterwards. That's why you brought them tomatoes. If he does, if there is a if there is a reference, yeah, just give that fruit to a mouse. Yeah, he needs he it. He doesn't care if it's rotten. He, he he was just excited to find some fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy mostly has to eat peanut butter from traps. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Gets him killed half the time, too. <laughs> sure. That's why he's half dead yeah. right now. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor Jordan, Jesse, Go, or any of our shows, email Teresa at Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll make it worth your while. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I have a sunburn on my neck. Jordan, I don't even know how I'm making it through this show. Oh, man. You should. You want to take a break and do a little aloe? Aloeing? I don't even have any aloe here. Oh, uh, well. Better go to the dollar store, get some aloe. Well, on behalf of the listeners, we appreciate you, you know, powering through. Turns out to be 5W30 mm-hmm. in an aloe jug. Oh, That's why it was 99 cents. Sure, mislabeled. That'd be a fun, like, uh... You know, like hook from the ninety nine cent store. Like some of this is mislabeled, <laughs> or just some of this is motor oil. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you open a banana, sure. Oh, lighter fluid <laughs> in the shape of a banana. How was it holding the shape? The peel was so tight. Yeah, did it compress it into the shape permanently? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, when you peel the banana, the lighter fluid all you know spills onto the ground. I thought it holds the shape of the banana. That's why you're remarking upon it. How did it hold this shape? Well, how did the lighter fluid stay, you know, in the banana? Well, it's inside a banana peel. Right. The peel is tight. We're is, in agreement. Is we agree about what this... Is your character in this scenario some kind of developmentally delayed numbskull? He doesn't <laughs> understand that no, a banana th- peel is the shape of a banana? Sure. No matter what's inside it, whether it's a banana or a lighter fluid? Yeah. I think we agree on this. What's a, what, what point are we... What, what point do you need help with? Well, I just want to what know you what not kind understand? of guy mm-hmm. takes a banana, mm-hmm. opens it up, mm-hmm. lighter fluid pours all over everywhere. Sure, and he says because you're at the ninety nine cent store where some stuff is mislabeled. <laughs> yeah. So we're on this. We're in this. We're on the same. We're on board mm-hmm. together. Sure. here through this. Where point. do we diverge? And then he says, "How is it holding the shape of a banana?" Well, obviously, because there was a banana peel. Right. 
It's like a football. It's like if somebody opened up a football, he said, how is it holding the shape of a football? Because the skin is the shape of a football. Right. It's full of air. It could be full of anything. Sure. Yeah. That's what you said, Oh, you're Jordan? saying, this, oh, is this guy a dumb guy? Yes, how he dumb is a dumb is guy. This guy. He's pretty dumb. I mean, he's eating bananas right in the middle of the 99 cent store where some stuff is mislabeled. I'm just saying, when you describe that scenario, yeah. and you leave out the part where it splashes all over everywhere... <laughs> then I have to assume that when he peels open the banana, the lighter fluid remains in the shape of a banana. And that's why he's saying, how does it hold this shape? Oh, no. Oh, you're suggesting like a magic lighter fluid. Or... Like JFK's magic bullet. It's frozen? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, could be. Yeah, it could be frozen. Does lighter fluid freeze? Probably not. Shot with an ice bullet. Yeah. The perfect crime. yeah. Burned with a lighter fluid banana. The perfect murder. (laughs) Charcoal lit with an ice fluid. (laughs) The perfect char. (laughs) Um, When something momentous happens to you, our audience, we ask that you call us at 206-984-4FUN to share it with us. And you know what? Put that in your telephone right now. 206-984-4FUN. We always need good calls. Absolutely. You know what? You call in with a decent call. You got a pretty good shot at getting on the air. Oh, absolutely! Don't, don't and you know what happens when you get bullshit. and you know what happens when you get on the air? Nothing. You don't get anything from it. Well, you get notoriety. That's true. You get to impress your girlfriend. Yeah, she doesn't listen to the show. No, your boyfriend doesn't listen to the show. He resents us. <laughs> right. Don't tell your boyfriend you got on Jordan Jesse Go. He's going to come after us. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. We are weak. Yeah, we, we can't. We can't fight that huge dude. <laughs> Where did you get such a huge boyfriend yeah. anyway? Softball team? Sure. He's got road, roid rage. Is, yeah, what? we don't want to fight that fat guy from the softball team. Jesus Christ, don't sick him on us. How are you dating a triangle man like The Rock? Yeah. I mean, I think we could probably beat him if we know that the pattern is dodge, dodge, low punch, low punch, uppercut. Yeah. And then we get a star point. Yeah. But I don't know if I have those kinds of reflexes. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, I can read about it in Nintendo Power all day long, but applying right. it when a whole you're fighting other King Hippo. That's a whole other freaking scenario. Yeah. 206-984-4-FUN. Don't fuck this up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's take the first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, you go. This is John from San Francisco. I just got off the train from work where I randomly had a shot, a jello shot, with the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Uh, apparently he and his uh, entourage of bros were on their way to the Giants game. So there's that. Thanks. What? Can you just have a jello shot in the middle of a train station? <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it's like when Gavin Newsom, he stands up for what he believes in, the former mayor of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, he married those gays in mm-hmm. 2006 sure. or seven or whatever that was. And he legalized jello shots in train stations. <laughs> Four members of uh, 90s stoner rock bands. Stoner, From, what would you call Smash Mouth? What's their genre? Party rock? Party rock, probably, right? Yeah, probably party rock. Yeah. Shitty rock? Shitty. Oh, terrible rock. Oh, uh, Shrek rock. Because all of their songs are from the soundtrack of Shrek. Uh, yeah. Shrek, Shrek core. I'm, I'm one of the leaders of the Shrek rock movement. Yeah. Like, a lot of people trace it back to us. There's been some other... I don't some know guys if, in D.C. were doing it. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard that song, Butterfly. That's probably... <laughs> <laughs> right. That was like... Yeah. We all heard that. Yeah. We were all at Crazy Town's first show. Yeah. Manchester, 1975. And we just figured, what if this song was sung by Mike Myers' voice coming out of a big green troll? 
And then there you go. That was a very loose interpretation of a <laughs> William Steig novel. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of that genre of music and uh, jello shots uh, and another GQ article, did you read the thing about the Kid Rock Cruise this no. month? There's a in-depth uh, guy, a guy who they embedded in the Kid Rock Cruise. Uh-huh. And I imagine as a as a uh, as a cruise entertainment myself. cruise entrepreneur, you would you you should take a look at this. I it's funny that you mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark McGrath mm-hmm. is the lead singer of the band Sugar Ray. Mm-hmm. Speaking of party rock bands, sure. Um, and his, he had a cruise that we discussed on this program, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, his cruise has been canceled due to lack of interest. Um, yeah, and yeah, he got yes. hair bleach poisoning. <laughs> Um, I had named that cruise my arch nemesis enemy rival cruise. Mm -hmm. And when it got canceled, I've been feeling really bad about that, especially since several people have told me that they've heard Mark McGrath is a good guy. Yeah. Now, they may be just describing the fact that he's famously did very well on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, However, I'm willing to believe them. I have no reason to believe that Mark McGrath is not a good guy. Um, he probably does a lot of sit-ups, which mm-hmm. is a point against him in my book. But besides that, I mean, look, Ricky Henderson does a lot of sit-ups. That's one of the greatest guys ever. So if you're out there, Mark McGrath, probably listen to this show. Sure. Come to BoatParty.biz. Your girlfriend doesn't like it. I Your girlfriend. She does not. Uh, well, we're too sexually threatening to Mark sure. McGrath's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who I'm sure, who I'm sure is a fashion model, <laughs> right? What do you, what do you think Mark McGrath's girlfriend is? Fashion, a fashion model, fashion model, maybe like a Hawaiian tropic girl. Sure, yeah. Those are both attractive types of women. I'm trying to think of the female version of of him. Like, I guess it would be like Gwen Stefani. Yeah, that's a power couple. But I guess she's married to Bush. Oh yeah, she is. I forgot about that. Anyway. So here's the thing. Mark yeah. McGrath, if you're out there, Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray, come to BoatBarty.biz. I will pay. I'll buy you a plane ticket to Miami mm-hmm. and a berth on the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. That is my invitation to you, Mark McGrath, because you seem like a good guy. Do you think – how many Sugar Ray songs do you think John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats knows? John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats knows so much about so many different types of music that I would say he knows eight Sugar Ray songs. Okay. And the, well, I mean, I mean, probably a lot to ask him to learn. And Sugar Ray songs famously technically complicated. I would suggest that Mark McGrath, if he comes on the cruise, not only can he and Chuck Bryant from Stuff You Should Know, who's also going to mm-hmm. be on the cruise, co-host a rock and roll trivia night, but in addition to that, he can duet with our friend John Roderick. What about and now? Are you? But it opening, has to be a long. Are you song. opening? Are you opening this up to the lead singer of Smash Mouth? Absolutely. Who not. also got displaced from the cruise? You know what? This wasn't his cruise. Mm-hmm. I had McGrath in my sights. I took him down, and now I feel embarrassed about okay. him. And I would love for Mark McGrath to come on the cruise, have a great time. You know, bring the family, Mark. Sure. You know, bring Miss Hawaiian Tropic, nineteen ninety-seven. This is sincere, and Mark <clears throat> McGrath, I want you to know. That if you come on our cruise, you will A, have a great time, and B, everyone will be really nice to you and happy that you're there. This isn't some 
bunch of pitchfork dickwads. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a dick to Mark McGrath just because he came on a cruise for a different type of music than the kind of music he makes. Everybody's going to be really nice. Uh, guess percentage of females on the Kid Rock cruise. Percentage of women to men. Uh, 25%. 25% women, 75% men. 61% women. 60 fucking – can you believe that? What? On the Kid Rock cruise. What do you, why? Because he did that one duet with Sheryl Crow? That's crazy. Isn't that bonkers? And they, he has something like a you know 75% retention rate. Like he's done it four years in a row and like 75% of the people were there all four years. He seems like a nice he seems like a nice fun guy. Kid Rock comes off great in the thing. I guess he like, you know, just hangs out and gets wasted with everybody. He doesn't just, you know, sit in his state room. He's a horrible rapper and a bad singer. <laughs> yes. Um, but I will say he is one of those guys who whenever I see him interviewed or he always comes off very well. Mm. He seems like sure. a bright guy, he seems like a fun guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's an He's an opportunist, you know. He sure. switched to country music when he realized that he was never going to make it as an actual rapper because he was just too bad at rapping. <laughs> but he does seem like a like he seems like he has earned his stardom sure. by being a genuinely interesting public figure. Um, let's. Oh, I had another thing to say about Kid. Yeah, seems like a nice guy in that thing. And like at the when I started reading the article, I was like. Oh, Kid Rock Cruise. God, what would be worse? What could be worse? Like, what what would be it? What would be more of a nightmare? By the end, I'm like, oh my God, how do I go on the Kid Rock Cruise? Like, I was totally into it. And then I remembered that I would probably have to listen to more than two minutes of Kid Rock music. Here's the thing you get all the fun on mm-hmm. BoatParty.biz, but you get to hang out with John Roderick and Nellie McKay and Dan Deacon. Well, I mean, not to, not, I'm not challenging. You think it. Dan Deacon's not going to hang out and get wasted with everybody? Will there be a men-only wet Speedo contest? That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it will, you, we, you will be lifting directly from the Kid Rock cruise. A good idea is a good idea. Sure. I don't care the source. He doesn't have a patent on it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they have a lot of, they seem to have a lot of fun, you know, innovative party games on this thing. He's an innovative partier. Yeah. But I think we're going to have some fun. Okay. I'm buying a pitcher of beers for everybody. <laughs> to share. Yeah. <laughs> One sip. One sip each. Let's take another call. We got two more calls. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Adam Reed. This is Zach in Tempe. And I just heard a ridiculous baseball name. San Diego Padre Jed Jerko. Thanks. Bye. I like that he took a guess. Yeah. He figured... He just thought about who this might be a guest. This is C Lab creator Adam Reed. Yeah, C Lab. Yeah, that's a good guess. And Archer creator. Sure. Um, it's a bad guess because he lives in Atlanta, mm-hmm. almost three thousand miles away from us. Yeah, I. I mean, I always really like it. You know, when we get suggestions for guests, I like it more. I will say when I go on the internet and see that people are congratulating guests on a job well done. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of thing to that's see. That's number one for me. Nice to get suggestions. Um, <laughs> like the people take no account into where people live. Yeah, people will consistently suggest we get a David Mitchell from Mitchell and Webb. Sure. Yeah, I mean, 
He's welcome on the program. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell David Mitchell from Mitchell and Webb not to come on Sorry. our show. Just more Sorry. likely to be in his we home, don't the leave United Kingdom. Chris Fairbanks hanging. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, thank you for the suggestions. No. Would help if they live in L.A. No. Also, it's required. We do the show in person. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. We're here live. Sure. It would lose some of the magic if we were like skyping him in or something. You know. We don't Skype anybody in. Yeah, we're not Skyping. But I like that he took a guest. We're already railroading guests uh, guest as it is. You know, they I wouldn't get into word edgewise if they were Skyping. I like this Jerko guy, though. Yeah, Jed Jerko. Jed Jerko. Do you know anything about him? I don't know anything about him. Hmm. I should. He's in the NL West. Sure. Padres having a decent year this year, I think. Jerko. Yeah, Jed Jerko. It's nice. Sounds like kind of a jerk, though. Fair enough. Are you worried that he might be a jerk? I don't know. We went to a guy, we went to uh, we worked at the college radio station with a guy named Mike Tchaikovsky. Oh yeah, he wasn't a jerk off, but he jerked off. <laughs> That's true. That's Frequently, a good point. so I don't know. It was a chronic masturbator. I um my I was always wondering why he had all that hair on his palms until I put two and two together. <laughs> my um my sketch group at UCB, we are doing a kind of a big kind of experimental sketch show where we do it's a kind of three part story that you see over three nights. Um, perhaps foolish. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a foolish endeavor, but we thought it would be fun to try. Well, you guys have a loyal audience. Sure. Um, and, and up, up, upsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the up, up, up heads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the high guys. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's the form of a Greek epic. It's called the Epic of Jercules. Mm-hmm. This is Hercules' brother, who's sure. a jerk. Yeah, I suggested during the first meeting that he meet Farticus, <laughs> and no one thought that was funny. <laughs> I I repitch Farticus in basically every meeting <laughs> to to glares, scoff. Farticus poops and toots is the name of the show, the yeah. stars show. <laughs> yeah, Farticus poops and toots. <laughs> Let's take another call. Hey, Jordan Jesse, go. My name is Chris. I'm calling from. Pause it. New York. I know where I'm he's from calling Maine, from. I'm in New he's York. Calling from that scene in North by Northwest <laughs> where Jimmy Stewart's <laughs> running away from by the, the airplanes. Yeah. Okay. Press play. Sorry. New York. I'm from Maine, but I'm in New York traveling with my family. We just stopped at a rest area and For gay a, sex. Fam, a van pulled up to the pet walk of the rest area and got out. And then their alpaca got out ah! of their van. And they let it around the pet walk area, and then they put it back in their van, and they drove off. And that's just something you don't see every day. All right. Well, have a good day. Goodbye. Oh, my goodness Alpaca needed to Alpaca needed to stretch his legs. Oh, my gosh. He lives in a van. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you think they were smug- – do you think it sounds like they're smuggling that alpaca? Do you think they have they a vanity like license to... plate that says pack and packa? <laughs> pack and a packa? If this van's a packin', don't come a knackin'? I don't know. If this van's alpaca, there's an alpaca in it. There you go. That's the bumper sticker. Okay, let's go with that. Brian, print those up. Brian, go to go to dazzle.com or yeah. flublazzle. One of those things where we get to make a bumper sticker without putting up any money. Yeah. Go to freecreditreport.com. <laughs>
I don't know why you would do that. Oh man, I wish alpaca. I had an alpaca. What do you? I mean, huh? I mean, they were obviously transporting it from one alpaca area to the other. I want some new animals. Like in the world? Like you want science to create them? No, at my house. You want them to like sew? I want a tortuga. Yeah? Yeah, just a big old tortoise. Yeah? Hang around, eat some lettuce? Oh, fuck. I'll give him a lettuce. I'll give him a big carrot. Yeah. He'll just eat that. (sighs) Not enough room. I'm buying a house. Yep. Not enough room in the backyard to put any new animals. No. Teresa said I could even, if, Teresa said that if we bought a house with a big enough backyard, she would consider letting me get a mini goat. Oh, that'd be good. He, just, he'd, I mean, he'd keep the landscape clear. Yeah. Yeah. You could, find, you could feed him a tin can if you want. What's the- A mini tin I don't, can. Yeah. Like for from tomato paste? Sure. Yeah. It'd have to be food shaped into a can. I mean, you don't want to be irresponsible. They do have a strong digestion. Yeah. What's the, what's the urge for more animals? I guess I don't get it. I guess I don't get having pets and then the- I don't get the urge to accumulate pets. Number one, I have an urge to accumulate everything. Okay. So there's that. Sure. I mean, I also have, you know, 25 sport coats. Okay. I, you just think I, these pets are fun, mm-hmm. but what if I had a new pet? Yeah. That did an even a new thing that these pets don't do. I know <laughs> all the different things that Coco and Sissy do. Sure. Even Simon, I know most of his moves. Yeah. But I want a funny pet that does a funny thing. I mean, you just not, don't you see the slippery slope though? I mean, you get bored of that pet. You get pretty soon you got a menagerie. You're living the life. You're fucking Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, or are you just crazy animal family? Pretty soon you're fucking Doctor Doolittle. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my goal is to put my penis yep. into Rex Harrison's butt. Sure. You, yeah, you have to lift lift up the flaps of his mm-hmm. tuxedo jacket, <laughs> the tails. His day formal. Sure. His stroller. You lift up his stroller. <laughs> right, yeah. Then and right up the butt. Stick it in there. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun talking to you, America. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And points abroad. Right. I tried. We had these people visit us from Denmark Mm -hmm. uh, the other day. Is it Denmark? Yeah, Denmark. Danes. Yeah. And uh, I I tried to convince them we had a lot of Northern European fans. Mm -hmm. I cited Ari from Iceland specifically. Sure. And they weren't buying it. They... They, they're like, we don't understand what would appeal to the Danish people about this. Well, yeah, because I was not appealing to them. Okay. And so they didn't – they were disbelieving mm. that I – that we had fans in Northern Europe. I told them, hey, a listener one time emailed me from Malmo, Sweden. Sure. And he wanted me to – he wanted us to do a show in a decommissioned missile silo. Hey, s- sound off, Sweden, Switzerland, Greenland. Let's hear you. Switzerland's a sort of central European. Is that nation. more central? It's in between Italy okay. and Okay. Switzerland, we Germany. don't we don't want to hear from you. We do not. Lucerne, we don't want to hear from you. <laughs> Bern, we don't want to hear from right. you. Zurich, we don't want to hear from you. That's all your major. Yeah, there you go. But Greenland. Geneva. Let's hear it, Greenland. International where, capital. Where Geneva. are you at? Geneva, Switzerland. Focus on international justice. Sure. We don't want to hear about whether you're interested in Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. You've got you got bigger fish to fry. Can Name, I say... Namely the Kaiser. We're going to Europe. Yeah, totally. So fucking come. Yeah, right? We're going to be in Edinburgh. Yeah. And London. 
You can make it to either of those. Come, come. I have no understanding about how big Europe is. Come to those fucking places, you jerks. Yeah. It's a lot smaller. It's a shorter trip to fucking Edinburgh from Malmo. There you than go. it is to Los Angeles. Yeah. Take advantage of the short trip. Get your Get on the here. Eurail. Get, get yeself a Eurail pass. Yeah. A fucking 18-year-old asshole who just graduated high school can do it. Bet Gwyneth Paltrow's got one. Yeah, right? She's got one just for show. She's always posting pictures of it on Goop, thinking she's better than us with her $50 t-shirts and her Eurail passes. Jesus Christ. If you want to teach a lesson to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Really show Paltrow who's boss. About how she was actually pretty darn good and looked pretty and attractive in Iron Man the movie number three. She sure did. God damn it. And it really disappointed me because I had tried to turn against her. Yeah. And I, then she did a great job. She really did it a good job. It gave the character more to do. Yeah. You liked her. And she carried the she carried the weight very effectively and she looked quite beautiful. Sure. She transcended the normal, you know, uh love interest role of the superhero. She set the bar higher for Natalie Portman in Thor 2. I had always been disappointed with her I had never cared for her romantically or sexually mm-hmm. and then I was confused when I found her attractive. Yeah. She's uh the, the her 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 advanced years are suiting her. I think she's looking better with age. She's very elegant. Very. Yeah, she's elegant. an elegant woman. Sure, like a swan. That's why she runs that goop.com. Yeah, it's an elegant website. Very elegant website. Extremely elegant. Mm-hmm. Pearls, diamonds. Sure. Pearl, pearl and diamond encrusted yoga mats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, go to maximumfun.org. Click on the link. Buy some tickets for our shows in Edinburgh. Um, we're going to be at Max FunCon next week, so no new show next week. Our yeah. apologies. Um, we're going to be having a great time. We'll be doing a show, though, right? We're so going to do a show so at Max FunCon. hear it at some point. Yeah, at some point. I mean, we we might we might put it up. We might not. We might make it a donor bonus episode. Sure. I'm not trying. I'm just trying not to make any promises I can't yeah. fulfill. Maybe you'll get the episode. What if the whole thing's a disaster? I mean, that Max FunCon audience is known for turning on yeah, their favorite. Very, people. very fickle. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking of Philadelphia Phillies fans. You are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, we had planned on having. Doesn't the doesn't the Phillies have a weird mascot? Steve Carlton is yeah. our guest. Sure. The Philly fanatic. Yeah. We were going to have Steve Carlton and the Philly fanatic mm-hmm. as the guests on our show, yeah. along with Randall Cunningham. Do you think former... we? Do you think we can get Mr. Met? We can probably get Mr. Met. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the fuck is he doing? Having a baseball for a head, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was to guess. JJ Go at yeah. MaximumFun.org is our uh, email address. Oh, hey, uh, unrelated thing to the show. Uh, I'm teaching a comedy class, a sketch oh. comedy class uh, here in L.A. If you're in the area, it's at the West Side Comedy Theater. You think they'd hire someone funny for that, am I right? Yeah, I know, but they didn't. Mr. Met, who was already <laughs> booked. <laughs> so, If you don't sign up for this class after Jordan said that, what yeah, kind of idiot are you? I know, just out of thin air. Well, we were talking about him earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the Westside Comedy Theater. I think it starts June 13th. It's uh, Saturday afternoons. It's eight weeks. Should be a lot of fun. Go to uh, westsidecomedy.com. Click on classes. Or just Google Meet the Mets. Sure. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Do you think Step there's a right uh, mascot? Meet the Mets. Do you think there's baseball mascot porn out there? You know how like there's like cartoon oh. porn of like the Simpsons fucking? Ooh, I would love to see Lucille get down and dirty. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, with Thumper. It's all for the A's elephant. It would all have to be gay, right? There's no female mascots. I don't know. Lucille might be female. Yeah. No, all that thrusting. Yeah, there's the Seattle tramp. What? 
What's the it was deal? A tramp. Mascots, stop thrusting your mascot dick area. Yeah. No one wants to see that. It's not funny. Yeah. It's but just I mean, creepy. it's limits. You're limited what you can do. You know. But it's it's like an implied sexual assault. Sure. They do. Do it they do to, it to like fans? Yeah. They thrust them. They thrust them. Yeah, that's. It's like a dog that. humping you. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want the San Diego chicken getting all up in your biz. Yeah. Right. You don't want the crazy crab. <laughs> You know about the Crazy Crab? I don't. Who's that? Crazy Crab was the mascot for the briefly for about three, six months in uh, for the San Francisco Giants in the late 70s, early 80s, I want to say. And he was the first ever mascot who was designed to be the bad guy. Oh, wow. Weird. <laughs> He's the heel. To hate. Yeah, he was a heel because they figured that Giants fans were too sophisticated for a regular good guy mascot. Mm-hmm. So they thought, well, what if we made him Oh, so it's like a dark anti-mascot. Yeah, exactly. So this is the this is the this mascot was designed by the uh future heads of FX. Yeah, but he was so he was so reviled. Mm. So reviled that they couldn't Yeah, that seems like a weird strategy. Like people would beat him up and stuff. <laughs> no. It seems like they should change. I mean, it seems like if he had an image problem, crazy crab, right. they should just name, change the name to Quasi Quab. Sure. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's funny. Quasi Quab? Quasi Quab. K W E S I? Like the yeah. African name? No, I mean, just like a crazy with a speech impediment. Okay. Like all Africans have. Sure. Yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs> well, I'm racist. See you guys later. 206-9844-FUN is our number. JJGO at MaximumFun.org, our email address. Love you by the free design. Courtesy of Free Design and Light in the Attic Records, our theme music. And hey, you know what? This week, hmm. I've got an assignment for you, America. Yeah, sure. Find us mascot porn. If you can't find it, draw it. Get a friend to download the show. Yeah. Okay. That's probably easier. Harder? I wonder. Well, I mean, it depends. We'll have to type mascot porn into yeah. Google when we get out of here, um, and then we'll see how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we might have to send Brian to the library. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's all on microfilm. <laughs> microfiche. Excuse me. I mean, a James Bond villain stole all the mascot porn. <laughs> He's keeping it in the heel of his shoe. <laughs> sure. It's up in his airship. But seriously, folks. Yeah. You know what? I think your friends would enjoy Jordan Jesse Go. Yes, they would too. Maybe not this one. Get a guest. Yeah, get, get one, one with, with a good, good guest. guest. Sure. <laughs> hey, Dana Snyder. Yeah, how Dana, funny is that guy? Everybody loves Dana Snyder. That's, yeah. that's Master Shake from sure. from the Food Cartoon Show. They'll recognize the voice. Yeah, do it. Do but it seriously this week. Yeah. If you if your friend listens to a whole show mm-hmm. and tells us the first person who emails us at jjgo at maximumfun.org, the friend who listened to the whole show had never heard it before. We'll send the friend and you a T-shirt. That's nice. How about that? That's great. That's very. That's that's a that's a great uh, offer. I think. Yeah. Hashtag it, JJ Go on the tweeters. We'll talk to you on the forum. Bye bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.